The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we're on with my co-host, host the militant moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. And anything, usually I was going to talk slow around, news week. Anything, but... anything happened this week? Oh, I, yeah, I nothing, really, yeah, nothing, nothing, yeah, nothing. No, yeah. Um, uh, Jesus, God. <laughs> um, 2020 is just about half over at this point, so there I you had, go. I had a friend of mine send me something. They found a, uh, a cave that hadn't been opened in 5 million years and scientists started looking into it and she wrote, she wrote over to me. She's like, close it the fuck up. This is not the year. Uh, Oh, is that that cave that Warner Herzog made the movie, made that documentary about, but okay. I get it. She's like, this is not the year. Just no. I was like, I'd like to remind everyone. Every time we look, use bad language, look, we give money to the Boys look, and Girls Club look, of America, the Humane Society shit, of America. Holy shit, I'm fucking fired. So, essentially, <laughs> we swear because we care. It, you know, and free fucking, MMA. So, every time we swear, we're giving money to charity. We're doing it for the children. Yes. Um. Oh, my God. That's all I can say is, oh, my God. Uh, uh, I'm actually, I, I'm a huge supporter of the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, <sighs> I, I am. I have a lot of a lot of friends in law enforcement, and the best thing and something I've heard from them is, yeah, there's definitely a huge imbalance um, in how people are treated, and you know. But where I differ is, rather than getting mad at the police, I think we need to retrain the police. Um, The same people I know in the police force say that yes. They are well, you, taught. Can, you can be mad at the police and want them to be reformed, or you can be mad at the police. And like uh, apparently, Ilian Omar, uh, house rep from Minnesota, where the, the Floyd incident happened, mm-hmm. uh, and she wants to disband the, the Minneapolis Police Department and start from scratch. I think something that would be um, like right now, Minneapolis is actually going to ban chokeholds and that knee to the neck. Um, the, what the police did, they were following protocol, but mm-hmm. that, I don't you think know, protocol goes for eight minutes though. That's the thing. No, that they're, they're, yeah. that's part of it, but it shouldn't, you know, uh, a police officer, a friend of mine and, and friend of yours had said it shouldn't mm-hmm. go for two minutes. It's the same techniques they yeah. used in Iraq when they're at war. It should not be being used on civilians. Yeah. And, uh, look, I don't care if what, uh, Floyd had in his past. I don't care if he literally just walked out of a, a nursery where he shot 20 babies in the head. Uh, when cops, when law enforcement puts a person in restraints, they're responsible for their well-being. That's where the problem is. It's kind of like the Freddie Gray case. Case. Uh, so that's where I stand on that. It's just this is just not not good. Good. Uh, I don't care. I don't care. It, he could have been a saint. He could have been the devil. But 
uh, he was in restraints and the cops were responsible for his well-being. I agree. I think something we need to look at, though, rather than um, asking for a totalitarian government or, you know, the removal of the police, mm. is we need to look at retraining them. Because when you have tactics that are used in combat situations being used on civilians, things are a serious problem. The thing and is, we need to not be looking at the police. We need to be looking at the institutions that created this. You're looking at this, you know, the systemic race. You're looking at systemic racism in a system that was designed to be racist, and we can try and fix it all we want to. But the reality is, the decisions aren't being made by the cops. They're being made by politicians. So I think if well, people have a problem with it, they absolutely should be talking to their politicians. Yeah, there's also another thing. I I have questions for uh, current Senator Amy Klobuchar. Uh, she, uh, this incident happened in Hennepin County where the, uh, the kneeing officer uh, spent, I believe, the majority, if not all, of his time as a police officer in where he has 16 com- uh, police abuse complaints against him. And involved in several shootings, uh, also for that. That and how many? And she was the attorney general of Hennepin County during that. I don't know how uh, during. I think most of that time. But why didn't? Why wasn't this guy called out? This guy was obviously a problem. It's not. Yeah. You know, so that's that would be the that would be I would see the burn because I I tend to think these are more classist than anything and if people uh, if weak minded individuals have the ability to put power over somebody they will you know he was rather cavalier about the whole thing no we're gonna keep him right here you know that just with people screaming at him plus is it you had a an Asian cop running interference interference to keep the people away from. Uh, the people that uh, the the people on the street are complaining. Hey, he's not breathing. Get your foot on his neck, neck. And apparently, there's another one of the other cops. There were three cops on him, on top of him, and then the Asian cop running interference. It looks like one of the cops that was on his on his uh, small of his back or his feet was black, and a younger it's white not- cop apparently asked, "Hey, uh, should we roll him over?" And the response uh, from the uh, Derek was the, the Derek Chauvin, I think is his name. He's the scumbag. Scumbag. Uh, he apparently asked Derek, hey, can we move him on his side? And he's, and Derek apparently said, uh, no, 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 we're going to keep him right here. You know, Blah. just makes your skin crawl. Uh, You're dealing with people, most of the, um, the, the people I know in the police force, Mm-hmm. were were military vets. They they came back and I found that the guys that spent time overseas seem less inclined to engage. Maybe they've had enough of it. Yeah, um, that's fair statement. When I tried to get into the military, I thought about going into police and also talk about uh uh I didn't wind up in the military, so no, I don't have any military experience that counts. Uh, but I was going to go for M for a military police officer. And they said that uh, they don't like them transferring into the private sector sector for military police. Now this was 1989, 1990. Uh, you know, we've had so many veterans because of all these stupid freaking wars. We keep, keep getting ourselves involved in all then. Well, you know, these, they're, uh, 
I don't know exactly what. It's just that I just wish there weren't as many of those. So I guess they kind of, I guess they changed their policy since then, huh? The it's it's yes and no. Um, mm-hmm. They they really a lot of police officers are military veterans, but you don't find as many problems uh, with the police officers that are military veterans, which I find interesting. Um, because That's they don't fair. think they have as much to prove. There's not. I can't, uh, I found yeah, I can't think of anybody that uh, any cops that have been brought up on charge of that that like spent. You know, they, they. I haven't heard anybody blaming on their PTSD as, as, no. as far as that goes. There's something. There's there's not a chip on the shoulder the same way there is with a lot of guys, especially combat vets. They don't have the same chip on their shoulder. There's nothing. To yeah, prove. combat apparently knocks that shit right off. Uh, oh, very, yeah. very quickly. Uh, and the people I again, know that chill at the yeah. at the riots, the police officers. I, I have friends that were police officers at the riots, and I have friends that were, uh, you know, were protesting. were protesting. Yeah. Um, I wasn't allowed to go. Apparently, lupus and ha- you know having an autoimmune condition in the middle of a right. pandemic, because, uh, it would be yeah. stupid and irresponsible. So the, I just sent yeah. money. And it's like I, if we, we're probably going to see. Well, this this is one way. This is one way to figure it out. If we see a bloom in uh, COVID nineteen in about seven days, we'll know it's uh, still easily transferable between people. Oh, if we, we will. De- we're we're if, already if seeing. We rise. That, they're they're already awesome. seeing a rise from the first protest. They're already seeing a rise in those sure. areas. That's no, it's, oh, no, 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 no. They had the protests. It's between um, seven and twenty-one days is the incubation period. They're already starting to see a rise from the very first not not the major riots, but the very very first protests and sit-ins before things got crazy. They're already okay. seeing a rise. Because I was going saw, up riots, in which case it's only been about oh, yeah, no, no, no. six days, six seven days. I'm, I'm talking about the protests and, before the riots. They're already seeing a rise, and they. And that's saw interesting. Huge, you said uh, seven to twenty-one days because yep. I heard ten to fourteen. Nope, seven to twenty-one. We really, we really, really, we really need a, a solid, like you know, okay, a solid information. I, I think that I don't think they have it yet. So no, again, they these, don't. The, the, the viruses uh, are hard to figure out. So and they saw a huge one in the people who wanted to go back to work and did all that protesting. There was a huge bloom in those as well. So the protests have been counterproductive for COVID, but after. Um, the, the death of Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. riots happened. Martin Luther King had been peaceful protest, peaceful protest, peaceful right. protest. He died, massive riots happened, and there were changes. So I'm hoping the administrations listen to this and realize that people are, are done with this shit. I mean, really done with this. You yeah, cannot be I, killing civilians. I've been, I've been calling, uh, calling for the uh, demilitarization of our police, of our local and state police force since Ferguson. I thought that was disgusting when they say these guys go with MRAPs in front of McDonald's. No. I yeah. think it sounds it sounds odd. I think we need to hire more veterans. Uh, I think we need to get I think we need to raise the standards and raise the wages of the cops that are currently there. Yep. Uh, I don't think they necessarily everybody needs to have a four year college degree, but uh, I think they you know need to be somewhat sane. And uh, I, I again, I think. The, and again, it's 
It's one of I those think people we, that I, I think it's how, vets. How many apples? How many I apples? Think, I think vets, because you don't hear the mm. same problems with vets. I think vets are the ones to use. They don't have the same panic response. They don't have, they're, they're already tried. When uh, you're dealing with military guys, they're already coming in tried. Fair you enough. Know, they're not going to panic. It sounds good, and if they uh, they had a clean record when they were in the military, you know, because I mean, I you hear some some horror stories about like that one guy guy from Blackwater who was ex-military who beat the crap out of a tree and then went on a shooting spree. Okay, uh, yeah, I yeah. yeah. No, I'm so, not talking about crazy people that got kicked out of the military. Yeah. I'm simply saying that. Not really discharged, yeah. Come on. I know I, in Australia. That's really what you want to do. Uh, a lot but, of our police, a lot of our police back home, are um, ex-military, and I we I find them at least again. I'm only talking about my experience, but I mm -hmm. find them less shakable. Even yeah, I, with these riots going on, the the vets okay. that I know that are cops weren't in the yeah. least bit phased. Well, they like were the ones uh, like chill. No, we don't need yeah. to fire. Let's just tell them to chill. No, of course, the optics on what happened yesterday, it's kind of like uh, whether, you know, I'm, I believe what you're saying. And I believe you know, you're be, you have always been honest about your experiences. And that's not, I'm not trying to imply any of that. But uh, yesterday we saw a uh, an Australian cop in riot gear, guy sitting with a camera on the curb. And then the guy takes his plexiglass uh, riot shield and starts whacking the guy right in the face. Basically. Yeah, we yeah. We got a few idiots, without question. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, there's always, does. you know, again, the majority of, of cops aren't racist. The majority of aren't, aren't bad cops. The majority of uh, black people clearly aren't looters. The majority of white people are clearly not racist. But The, the looting, I'm not behind. The looting is disgusting. That should right. not be happening. The, the protesting, yeah. I'm all for. But I will say... Um, the biggest problem with the police force mm. are not necessarily the police officers in it. If you gave different training, you would be able to weed out these narcissistic, power-hungry fools. And you would. my my suggestion, because uh, that you're you're that's a front end suggestion. Uh, mine would be a back end uh, meeting. I believe that communities should be able to put together committees uh, elected from the people who live in that community would at least have the power site basically uh, police oversight committees it is where they would at very least have the power to get them out of their district you know if they get enough complaints on a cop I'm sorry he can't work here anymore it's, well we hang on I, I gotta I gotta disagree with that hear me out mm -hmm. uh, I, from the gentleman I know, uh, one of them specifically, mm -hmm. um, has gotten multiple complaints because every person he has ever arrested said he was racist and falsely arresting him. Didn't, and because he's Asian, mm -hmm. um, literally everyone but the Filipinos has said that. Okay. Well, it's not that those oversight committees can't look at the records, cannot. Oh, I, I, I understand. I'm saying I don't that. think it's about so that, would, um, that would put the power back in the people's hand because we're running into I, this problem where these I, people can't get fired because of the union contracts. I, I agree and disagree here. I agree there should be some oversight. Mm -hmm. I do not think the oversight should come 
um, in that way. I think what the oversight needs to do is there needs to be a committee that looks at each and every arrest and how it was done, not just the complaints. Because there are people that don't complain that really are hurt and there are people that do complain that are full of crap. So if every single arrest, because they all wear body cams 24-7, if every single arrest is looked at by an oversight committee and every single interaction is looked at, I think that takes care of the problem. I don't think it should just be complaints. I think the entire thing should be looked I th- at. I think doesn't doesn't the uh, uh, the police officers the police uh, themselves do that? Uh, yes and no. So that yes, they look at it, mm-hmm. but no, it's not done in yeah. in that way. Um, the We're biggest definitely thing, seeing a failure on this point, especially in the case of this this Derek. The policy, uh, like I said, the policies. What that guy did was mm-hmm. policy in Minneapolis. That was the policy. That's how he was told to handle the situation by the book. The problem mm-hmm. is the book, period. And the flip right. side of that is um, police officers can actually get in trouble if he had done anything else. If he had let him up and the guy had run or anything else, he would have gotten in serious trouble and lost his job because he didn't well. follow protocol. So there's no room, there's no room for judgment and that needs to be given to the police as well. I don't understand why they couldn't have a friend of another friend of mine who's, uh, who's has police, uh, uh, police experience and is as a police, he is as experienced as a policeman and said, they just hog tie him, which is just simply running a, uh, some sort of either a rope or a chain train from the hands behind from the cusp behind their back down to their feet so they can't do that well la they're not allowed to do that because they've had shoulders dislocated so it every area is different there's no national policy every state and every city and every the sheriff's department and the police department they all have different policies so the lapd has one policy the la county sheriffs have another policy the riverside county sheriffs have another it's it's really, and really, nec- and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing because uh, my point about the oversight committee is that neighborhoods, the communities, should decide how they are policed. I see. I disagree with that. But well, we got to go to break. When we come back, we'll talk okay. about it more. I'm Celine. <laughs> we are on with my co-host, host of Milton Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin, and we'll be right back. It's not like after this. anything heavy on this. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. 
Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, host and militant moderate, Paul Michael Bowen. Talking usually Yay. about all things Hollywood, but today we've been taken over by Black Lives Matter because that is absolutely the most important thing going on right now. Well, I would say the riots. next to COVID. Next to COVID. I would say I, I would say the the uh, protests and the riots, you know, because uh, Black yeah. Lives Matter is a, is only a part of what's going on. I think Black Lives Matter is the important part, um, and COVID's the most dangerous thing going on. But the riots right now are sheer and total stupidity. Yeah, because they're there, and those are you. Ha- I I am a uh, free speech absolutist, and uh, there are some regulations on protests that came down during the Obama administration that I agree with, which which basically means that there were, we're probably never going to have one of those sit-in Occupy style style protests anymore. Uh, and I, people have the right to be heard. You don't yeah. have a right to throw a brick through a window. I agree. I think what um, catches me most on it, and I was telling Paul during the break, uh, something my country doesn't do it, neither does America, but I know the UK did it and Sweden does it. And one thing they did was they have federal policy on how all police officers should behave. Um, Oversight's done at the local level, but the policies Mm -hmm. are all federal and they were gone through with physicians gone through with the doctors so they were put together to work but they were overseen the putting together of them was overseen by physicians um so i think that, i can't i don't think that could hurt i don't you know, think it would hurt have, but i think have, the way have, some, mm-hmm. have the doctors union uh, somebody in the doctors somebody i'm sure there are plenty of doctors that are willing to volunteer their services at this point oh point, just to say just to explain to the lane to new cops or even existing cops Okay, this is what happens to the trachea when the knee's there. Well, hang on. Here's the catch, though, and I'm going to say this, and it's not going to be a popular opinion. I'm going to get the hate mail today. Um, if you Challenge go against accepted. policy, if you go against policy, if the policy is to hold him that way and you go against it and he gets up and runs into traffic, causes an accident, does anything else, you are absolutely screwed. You're losing your job. Yeah. And you will be you'll be hung out to dry for not following it, it, policy. It, it the policy ties into what, is what it kills. Ties in, yeah, it ties into what I said before. When when the cops have you have a per individual restrained, they are now responsible for their well being. 
They can't go running in the traffic. They have to be able that's, to breathe. You know, those and, that's, and that's it. And one thing uh, I will say is uh, a, a police officer, mutual friend that Paul and I have, um, was uh, he, he was in the military and he was given additional combat medic training. And so he's gotten in trouble for breaking policy because he doesn't want to put people in certain holds and doesn't want to do certain things. Um, because his attitude is, you know, if I'm going to kill him, I may as well shoot him. At least it'll be quick. This now, is stupid. Was he given shit by his coworkers and boss, or was he like officially written up on charges? Uh, he was given shit from his higher ups, okay. but he didn't. But he's good enough at his job that they kind of let him off with warnings. But he can has handled the situation to the point where. He's not going to let him go. He's not had anything go wrong because he hasn't followed mm-hmm. policy, but he has not followed policy because of uh, his feeling on some of those policies. Yeah, in the Floyd's case, when he was on his stomach, and again, there were the three guys on top of him, I still don't know what exactly happened in the back of that that van. Because uh, it looked like they put him, they put him in it, and then he, they pulled him out. So I'm... I need a little bit more information on what's going on with that. That, but again, this 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 is this is really really tragic. And even Rush Limbaugh says it's trap. It's tragic. You know, even the you I know, can't the, believe Rush Limbaugh and I agree on something. Yeah, it's bound to I happen sooner or later. I know. Later, I know. I do one of my first political books I ever bought was Al Franken's Rush Limbaugh is a big fat idiot. Uh, I love Al Franken. And and. But I, I think I see a big problem these days, you know, just on my social media. Not, I have some ferociously right-wing friends. And they saying that, that what happened to Floyd was uh, an abomination. They were disgusted by it. But I see a lot of my friends on the left who are pulling their ACLs with the stretches they're making to justify the looting and the rioting. That, I don't like That's that. That's got to think- stop. I think everything has been completely misdirected. I wouldn't, I, I think the police officers were wrong, but following policy. I think what needs to be taken on is not the individual police officers, but the policy. The reality of the situation is if I'm, if I'm told my job is to do exactly this with no deviation, and I'm a young cop and I do exactly this with no deviation, the problem then becomes what fucking moron told him to do it? Why is this policy? Now, um, I know, I, I, I got to say, I, I'm, and I'm I guess very, the, where the policy didn't say do it for eight minutes, do it until the person stopped breathing. Or do uh, it the policy person, is do it until uh, they uh, stop struggling. I, I actually read the policy. It was sent uh, to me from a police officer. He stayed on there for, he stayed on there for about, uh, at least I think two, two and a half minutes where George, where uh, the late Mr. Floyd was was not moving at all. I agree, but there is no point where they're told this is when you stop or this is what you do. You're told stay here until there is no struggle and everything seems calm. Yeah, Unfortunately, no, this is now the, the struggle stop and s- the struggle stopped and so did Mr. I, Floyd. I, I agree, but at what yeah. point after that? There's no point that they're told wait 30 seconds and then get off him. Wait 20 seconds. They're told, wait until you are sure the, per- the struggling has stopped. And if the guy had stopped struggling and then restarted, I'm not defending this. To be clear, I am simply explaining a policy. I read the goddamn policy. Um, the, the, I'm just the telling mob, the, the mob doesn't 
the mob's just going to get mad. They, I you know, know. I, I'm just saying, I read the policy. I don't agree with what he did in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. I'm simply saying when you have bad policy, you have bad, racist, idiotic policies, this is what's going to happen. Um, I know I'm left-wing as hell, uh, mm-hmm. but for anyone listening, I am extremely pro-military and extremely pro-police. Um, just that's... that always have been my you know i was raised in a military family i'm related to a lot of cops and one thing i've got from all of them is if you want this to change you have to change these policies because you change these policies you're going to get rid of those bad apples because they're not going to stick around if they can't abuse they're not going to stick around if they can't pull power plays or they're not going to stick around if you actually bring them up on some charges uh for the abuse but if your again, policy allows the abuse, that's your problem. It's very easy. Like these guys that got arrested, chances are they're going to get off because they were legally doing what they were supposed to. And that's fucked. That should not be what think, they were supposed to do. I do not do. think, although they did bump it up from uh, murder, murder three to murder two. Two, uh, they would never be able to get a conviction on, on murder one. One and I'm not saying that it doesn't necessarily deserve it, but with murder one, you have to prove that he got up that day with plans to kill George Lloyd in order I, to prove I, murder I, one. I'm uh, I'm simply saying I think he's going to get off, the same as uh, they I, did last time. They got off last time, and the reason they got off last time was because it's the it's the policy. All all the um, defense did was go in last time and go here is the policy for this shooting. It was over the shooting. Here is the policy. Uh, which one? The kid in the car. Um, oh, Philando Castile? Yep. But okay. it, it was policy, and that got him off. And we see these guys go in again and again and again, and it's always the same. It's policy. The good cops I know have, haven't been pulled up on these charges, but they could actually get in trouble themselves because they break policy not to do this stuff. So it, it comes down to the cops that aren't hurting anyone are the ones that are actually breaking the rules and could get in trouble because they're unwilling to do this. They're unwilling to put them in these holes. They're unwilling to do some of these things. So yeah, the, qu- would, the question I would becomes... I be also... I, 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 but I don't know if I have the temperament to be a cop. Um, so, well, so the question then becomes, what's going on with the policies? I wouldn't go after the police. I'd be going after the people that set the policy. Well, we can, if if uh, it, I, you know, again that that video goes on for ten minutes, minutes, and the last the last three where Derek had his his knee and Floyd's back back, uh, there was at least two minutes of non moving, non responsive. You can hear the people on the you're, street Paul, take, take you're his trying pulse. to argue morality. You're trying to argue morality. Uh, I agree no, with I morality. Saw I'm I saw about, what had happened. I'm I don't think the policy the says... It doesn't... But the I, policy... You're talking about, does, does the policy say to do it this long? The policy right. says do it until you are sure they will not struggle. It, it is yeah. insane. It should not be that goddamn open. It shouldn't. Because technically speaking, the guy followed policy, which means the policy is the damn problem. You, right. you're, you're arguing right and wrong. What he did was wrong. There's no question. I'm simply saying 
it doesn't matter what his judgment was. It doesn't matter that he's an asshole. This guy is going to get off because morons wrote this policy. And he did exactly what is in their damn book. And if you do it by the book, you're going to get off. Yeah, he may never be a cop again, but it, it doesn't matter. He, he killed this person. Mm-hmm. He killed this person. And he killed, right. he killed this man because he got angry and lost his temper and just wanted to deal with it as abruptly and roughly as he could. And he did it within the parameters of what he was allowed to do. So he's going to get I- off. I don't know and if he really lost. Okay. I don't know, and that was the kind of the scarier part. I don't think I don't know if he lost his temper. Maybe at the be before we actually saw the video, he lost but patience. he is calm. He is cool. He is while well, he's literally choking this guy with his knee. knee. I, I I I get that. It's more sociopathic than anything, and I know but I'm assigning motive. I'm trying to like but assign. Motive. You're trying. I, you're I, adding. Take out, I know this is going to sound terrible, take out your emotion involved. Right. Yeah, no, no, no. That's, 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 what I, that's what I mean by assigning motive. I should be taking out my emotion. Yeah, what you, I say what you I got do. to yeah. take it out. If And that's, these policies in the police department, as long as people get heated, are never going to change. As long as people go, it's this guy, it's not going to change. It's not this guy. It's every person in that entire police department. It's every person in that police department has the same rules and the rules said he could do that. That's the problem. Oh, I'm sure that'll come out in the trial because again, these rules vary from, uh, you know, from precinct will, to precinct. But it but comes out in every single one of these trials. Every person mm-hmm. we put up has gotten off and they always get off for exactly the same reason. I did what was in the book. I did it by the book. Not just, well, we've had some cops actually go to jail. Uh, how often? I know, uh, well, how often when you actually look at some of these things, did they, did it warrant? Uh, a lot, Paul. A lot more than a lot more than we're arresting. A lot more than we say. People that are on the finding, videos. It, it's not about videos. If oh, I, I'm, I'm going, I'm, I'm like going straight to the videos. Which which one did did the cops? I'm, I mean, I'm, I know that. There was no conviction. The Freddie Gray case is similar to this case. Case you and- are only talking about things that have made national news. Do you know how many hundreds of people are killed in this same way that don't make news, that no one complains about, that shouldn't have happened? It's not about one big case. I think it's, it's uh, that's around we either need to a year, I think. We either need to convict... Mm-hmm. On all of them, or we need to change the damn policy so people well, aren't I dying. Can, I think we can walk and chew gum at the same time. But that's it. But we're not going to convict on all of these cases. We're convi- we'll, we'll get on this one because it made national news. But the reality yeah. is he did it by the book. What he I did was stupid. What he did was irresponsible. But it was by the one book. Point, it does look like one of the... At least some compassion was shown by one of the officers. He was probably the. Uh, I, I'm. Go- I'm just going to take a wild guess and say he had the least. Uh, he had put in the least amount of hours as a cop versus the other three. Because uh, he seemed to be the least jaded. And uh, what really made me angry because I remember when I was in college and the uh, the Rodney King riots happened after that came down, and it wasn't until the riots had happened that I saw part of the video the Rodney King video where the youngest cop pulled up the cop who was doing most of the hitting off of Rodney King. 
I, I will say, though, with Rodney King, the, uh, here's the problem there. The use of nightsticks like that was policy at the time, too. It's horrible, but it was. Um, and it got the policy changed. But I'll, I'll send you the info on that. Right. Um, you know what, I'm, what to- I'm trying to say? It just said there was some compassion shown by the cops that was oh. not illustrated until shit was on fire. But that's the thing. The, in, mm. When you're dealing with people and saying, here are your rules... They stick to it. Look at this, the experiment. Look at the Milgram experiments. Authority and the idea of authority changes things. It really does. And people bow to it in a way they, they shouldn't. But uh, we are going to go to break. And when we come back, we are going to be on with our very, very special guest. We have uh, a guest on today who I'm very, very excited to have. I'm like still, my brain mm-hmm. is still now. And the- we're kind of running over into oh, their yeah. time. So let's go to break and we'll okay. have him introduce gonna- himself. Um, we're going to be talking to Lee Ambrose when we come back. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of The Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Boland. We'll be right back after this. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live, live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Boland, and we have Ooh. on our very, very special guest, uh, Lee Ambrusta. Am I getting it right this time? I know I did it wrong. That's correct, yeah. Yes, I got it. Um, and so we've dragged him into a very depressing conversation. I know usually we're funny. I'm sorry, guys. I'm already getting comments on Twitter. Like, what the hell? You guys are usually funny. Um, yes, we are. We're just not going to do that today. <laughs> um, Lee, rather than going through your bio, can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Because if I do it, it's going to take like 20 minutes. And I want to listen to you and talk to oh, you. Oh, wow. Uh, let's see. Um, well, I'm a retired Navy person, 22 years um, I'm a veteran of Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, let's see what else. I'm a therapist here in Palm Springs. 
uh, have been for about four years. Um, got my education and all my time down in uh, San Diego. So mostly here, uh, mostly down there and then here. Um, I'm rather not really an exciting person, but uh, <laughs> but that's kind of me. What else do you want to know? Well, I so I was excited to have you on uh, because you life coach, and right now uh, we're all kind of fucked. I'd like to remind everyone: every time we use bad language, we give money to Boys and Girls Club of America, the Humane Society of America, and Free MMA. We swear because we care. Um, actually, th- th- thanks, Paul. That's that's actually the um, Sean Patrick Flannerty clause. He said the F word like 73 times or 72 times in like 20 <laughs> minutes. So we had to start giving money to charity. And that's just what we do now because most people in entertainment can't help it. So uh, what do you think? Like, I'm going to ask your opinion. What do you think about what's going on right now? You know, it's kind of a bit of a match. Well, I think, yeah, just as I was mentioning before we went on, um, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, to say it's an unusual time in our life is really um, kind of missing the point. The point, but it has been, um, particularly the last week, has been exceptionally hard on people. And um, I think, you know, coming out of the the COVID quarantine and all those things, um, people, you know, there's a lot of feelings. There's a lot of tension. There's a lot of pent up energy, and this situation with Mr. Floyd. Um, basically set off that was the trigger. It really was. And I see people struggling. I see people really struggling um, with emotions. Um, I see people struggling in a lot of different ways. And then I might want to add that uh, I think last Saturday it was, the uh, number one search term on Pornhub was protest. Well, yeah, yeah that's, that's... Yeah, humanity never... 34, actually. But, Rule you know, that's either yeah. him that we're there. Yeah. there. I'm sure there's I more to that. The, one, of the, one of the things that I actually saw and sort of realized, um, kind of like in the last day or two, that we've discovered that there's a big difference between protest and riot. Oh, God, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I All think... All the lefties in my freaking feed... They do not get that. Do not talk about the lefties. Well, I'm a lefty. <laughs> I'm, just a pro-mil- I'm, just a pro- I'm just a pro-military lefty. <laughs> it's uh, um, what basically, though, what it is, is uh, it, it, people are beginning to notice that there is a difference. Um, and I think even in the African-American community, they're speaking up more um, against sort of some of these people who are whatever, you know, whatever they're doing as far as buildings and whatever, or looting or whatever. And some of them are just saying, this isn't us. So there's a lot of tension, a lot of anger, a lot of fear, um, and a lot of confusion. I think a lot of people are standing back and really saying, I don't even know what to say or do. I don't, I don't know what I'm allowed to say and do. Um, yeah, so I, I, there's just a lot happening all the way around, and then this maybe starts to settle down a little bit, and then we're back into COVID. You, you know, it's, it's just kind of, yeah. there's no yeah. end. There's no end to it right now. So. Well, what advice would you have for people? Because people are frustrated. They're angry. Um, 
about what's going on. The Black Lives Matter movement's kind of getting swallowed up in all these protests and, you know, COVID's a flaming disaster for all of us. People are unemployed. I mean, it's not exactly a great time to be here for most people. No, it isn't. You know, and, and you know, I've, I've read about people who took off during COVID, went back to their native countries, which is fine. Um, a lot of people have responded in different ways. As far as my main advice at the moment is, um, and because I've done this, two days ago I turned off social media. And I know that sounds like the most un-American, ungodly thing to do, yeah. but I turned it off. No, no, I would, I do my best to limit the visits. I, I don't quite, there's a, a guy that I've met and uh, been to a few of his shows, Dave Rubin, who would literally, uh, for the month of August, he shuts off all mm -hmm. social media. We got one yeah. month where he doesn't deal with any of that. Doesn't even want to hear any news. He just wants to take a vacation from it. Exactly. I think and, that's a good idea. Somebody, you know, somebody suggested it to me um, as I was getting acupuncture and stuck with needles. He said, turn it all off. And so I did. And, and it wasn't just turning it off and not looking at it. It was signing out. And it was sort of doing it with purpose. So I think in answer to your question, that's the number one thing that I would sort of recommend to people. Um, and beyond that, I think, um, you know, start having some conversations. Find the people that you can talk to about the things that you're thinking about. There are going to be some people that you can't maybe necessarily say what you feel and think just because it's going to come back. And, and the last thing you want is to say something to somebody and then get into a fight about it. The idea is for you to be able to release whatever's going on, whatever you're feeling, have somebody hear it and say, I get that, and not argue with you, and not fight with you, and not try to correct you. So that, that's probably another one. Um, I mean, I well, could go on yeah, all I, day. But me and Summer's <laughs> relationship, we don't, we don't have anything you know, besides a friendship relationship, but it's mostly uh, based on disagreeing with one another. Yeah. <laughs> And that can work. I mean, that can work. I, yeah, it's I mean, kind of our thing. It can definitely work. I have my fault she's wrong I have all a the friend time. And, <laughs> I have a friend, and we call ourselves out. You know, we call each other out. I've actually told her, my friend, to stop talking. I don't want to hear about you. So we get into it. Um, but I think when you're talking about some, some things, I, I think sort of pick, pick your audience. If you're not looking for a debate and you just want somebody to hear you, find the right person for that. Now, what do you think people that are kind of trapped at home right now can do to decompress? I mean, psychologically, it's not exactly a great time for people. Oh, gosh, no. We see, uh, uh, we're hearing increases in anxiety and depression, um, spousal abuse, child abuse, and alcoholism. And it's all happening. And I think a lot of this is... Um, not being reported, of course, but it's very, very true. Um, one of the things that I was a very, very big advocate of, well, anti-advocate, was this social distancing term. Because what I think what it did is it set people up with this idea of being apart from people. I chose more to spread with the people I work with, whether it's life coaching or, or therapy, to use physical distancing but make sure you maintain your social interaction. And so I think that was missed when they put this term out. 
and it's had quite a negative effect on the society, on society at large. Every, you know, I had people who are introverts saying, I'm already always alone. Now I have to be alone more all the time. The 5% of the time that I can actually get the, gun, the guts up to go out, now I don't get that. And then on the other hand, I had extroverts who were saying, how am I going to live without being with people? Right? So it's been really hard on everybody. As far as, um, you know, what they can do at home and stuff like that, look, it's really hard to give any advice at this point. How, how much can you binge watch on Netflix? How, can, how much can you binge watch, you know, of, of any of the channels? How much do you want to hear of the news? One of the key things that I would say is to really limit your time listening to what's going on. Nothing really changes from hour to hour, even though we have this 24-hour cycle. But nothing really changes a lot that you're going to miss it. Um, so I think really turning it off and kind of assigning, you know, every day and saying, hey, for this hour or this hour and then later on this hour, I'm going to catch myself up on what's going on. Well, I remember when I was turning it off. Yeah, I was at a. I remember when I grew up at a time where the news was only on at like seven a.m., twelve p, twelve noon, and yep. six to eight. So maybe we should go back to that for a little while. Because yeah, and with what is happening, it's important to stay on top. We had multiple uh, information streams telling us about when the curfew was going to come down over the last few days. Sure. So I yeah. think you know it's still important to figure out what's going on out there. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, you know, I think my, my point to it is, is, you know, 24-hour news cycle. Yeah, I grew up in a time when we watched the news at 6 o'clock at night. It came on again at 11 if you were up, and then maybe you caught it in the morning. And the 24-hour news cycle, what we have, and I'm not going to argue that point, but what we have... No, I'm neither by. They have to fill their hours. They have to fill their time. Mm-hmm. And so we get the story again and again and again, and we get a new expert Every hour, we get a different new expert, and it's just an overload of information. So my, my key thing for everybody is to really control how much is coming into you, how much you take in. Does that make sense? I think that's really, really good advice. I think that's very good advice. No, no, I, it, Yeah. I'm with you on that one. If, if, if it gets too much, I think only maybe only watch it at noon or yeah, yeah. 7 p.m. or something like that. Just now, uh, you yeah. you life coach. Um, I'm I'm going to jump over to this and say you you do life coaching and you help people find them mm-hmm. their best self. Uh, what is yeah. the one piece of advice you would give to everyone right now that's trying to take this time to better themselves, trying to take the time away? to to get themselves, you know, together, to get fit, yeah. to get healthy, to go for a run, fix their relationships, mm-hmm. feed their cat, whatever. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's, you know what it is? It's be good to yourself. We, I heard so many people saying, oh, now I have all this time to take care of cleaning this closet and cleaning my house and getting this done. I should, I need to, I must. The thing that I discovered in the last 10 weeks, and I've never been good at hearing it anyway, Five, five phrases or words. You should, you need to, you must, you have to, you ought to. Right now, I am so sensitive to those words, and I think other people are as well. 
don't tell other people what they need to be doing. Really don't. And don't allow people to tell you what you need to be doing, including yourself. Well, I really need to clean this closet. Well, do you? Do you really? The thing is with those five phrases or words is we'll, we'll put those out there and they're like onuses on us. They're like these heavy, burdensome things. If we change that around with one word, I want to clean that closet. I'm more likely to do it and not fight against it. And so I really would encourage people to take a look and say, know the difference between need and a want. You know, know the difference. And what do you need or want in this moment? Don't get too far down the road. Don't start thinking about when COVID ends or if it, is it going to end. We have to stay here. This is what you know. This is the moment that you control in your life right now. This is what you have control of. 30 seconds ago, happened. It's all over. 30 seconds from now, who can predict it with any certainty? We can guess. We can look at it. But there's no certainty to it. So the only thing that we really have control of is the moment we live in. And I know that sounds sort of you know, Eastern philosophy, but it's very, very true. The reality is, is I can only, I can only really control what's happening right now. I kind of call that leave psychology 101. <laughs> but, um, but it really is true. Just keeping people where you're at. What are you doing right now? What's important to you right now? What matters right now? You know, and if it doesn't matter, do I need to jump in and do it? Maybe not. So I think people slowing down, being gentle with themselves and with each other. And as much as we say don't judge others, we don't judge ourselves either. Uh, we are hard taskmasters with ourselves most of the time. Most everybody that I know. We're really hard on ourselves. And I think right now we could use a breather. I think so. I think as a society we need to take a beat with everything going we do. on. Yeah. yeah, we, we do. pretty I much mean, tried to fit 24 ounces of crazy in a 12-ounce 12, 12 cup for the last month or two. Yeah, and it's a lot. And I'm not really sure, Pete, you know, I mean, I think we're living it, but I think sometimes we don't stand back and look at it and go, this is hard. This is absolutely not easy at all. What am I living through? You know, we just sort of go through it and accept it, you know, a little bit like sheep kind of going, well, whatever comes up, here it comes, you know. Um, but the one thing that I'll say to people is no matter what's going on, no matter what storm you're in, no matter what hurricane you're standing in, you can still be in control of how you respond to it. And so in this time, I would really encourage people to reflect on how they respond to various things. And they get to choose that. They get to decide that themselves. That's really good advice, and that's advice I need to take. Um, I've got a lot of deadlines for work. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, as far as um, life coaching, I'll, I'll be honest with you, at this point with life coaching, okay. there's very little that, that's happening with people at the moment. Everybody, we're not really involved in a lot, doing a lot. So I think with people, you know, taking that beat, like you said, that break and saying, right now, I'm not, I'm not going to really force myself to try to get something accomplished 
when half the town isn't even opened yet. I think that's Dude, really good advice. Fortunately, we've gone over. We have to wrap up. Uh, we'll have links have you to all your again? social. Yeah, I want to put up your we'll social media. We'll have links to all your social media in the show notes. But yeah. Okay. Um, guys, thank you very, very much for joining us. We didn't get to any of the questions you asked him. I promise I'll beg him to come on again. I'm Summer Helly. We're on with my co-host, host of Milton Moderate Paul. We're on our very, very special guest. I'm going to call Be you nice. Dr. Lee so everyone can know you that way. I'm going to put up his social media. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to you next week. Good night, guys. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week. We'll be right back.